Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Course in Miracles podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. Try to up the sound a little bit and get a little more juice. There we go. That should do it. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, shout out to the new Facebook friend, I think Jen. I think your name is Jen. As I've mentioned before, I can always tell when I'm getting a Facebook friend, Course in Miracles podcast listener. There's just It's just an intuitive thing. I know intuitively that I can accept their friendship. So I look forward to me liking your memes and you liking my memes and the occasional comment here and there if necessary with all of you or if if uh if suited if suitable if appropriate that would be the better word thanks to everyone really appreciate each and every one of you as i've always said and this we are actually at lesson 194 which is one of the most famous course in miracles lessons that there is it's basically the it's the same thing as the third step prayer and the 12 steps and this is, uh, there's a great talk that Marianne Williamson gives on this lesson. I place the future in the hands of God. And I would encourage you to watch it. Just go onto YouTube and type in, I place the future in the hands of God, Marianne Williamson. If I can remember to include it in the show notes, I will. But check it out. She gives about, it's about an hour and 15 minute sermon on it. So... Placing the future in the hands of God is, it's, it's really all you have to do. This is one of those lessons, I'm going to read through it here momentarily, obviously, but this is one of those, if there's any one lesson that just encompasses everything, if there's any one lesson about life, if there's one lesson about life that you could apply always, is just to place the future in the hands of God. Because we do not know what the future holds. Not to sound morbid, but each and every one of us could be dead in five minutes. And God knows everything. The Holy Spirit knows everything past, present, and future. And there is a certain peace, a specific and powerful sense of peace available to you if you wrap your head around that. I mentioned, I've mentioned my accident and how I had the thought that this might be the end. This might be the end of Dave's life. And it was like, okay, well, it's the end. I finished my book at least. Enough of it is done that they'll be able to paste it together, piece it together, maybe make some money for themselves. But uh, no, but there was this odd sort of peace that came with that, with that realization that this could be the end. So at some point, we all have to face the inevitable. And so what do we do? We apply Lesson 194 one of the things we can do, which is to place the future in the hands of God. Lesson 194, I place the future in the hands of God. Today's idea takes another step toward quick salvation and a giant stride it is indeed. So great the distance that it encompasses, it sets you down just short of heaven with the goal in sight and obstacles behind. Your foot has reached the lawns that welcome you to heaven's gate, the quiet place of peace, where you await with certainty the final step of God. How far are we progressing now from earth? 
How close are we approaching our goal? How short the journey still to be pursued? So basically, this is saying you're on the lawns of heaven. Just place the future in the hands of God, and you'll be hanging out in the lawns of heaven, and God will reach down to you and pull you in. It's that. It's like the painting, the Michelangelo painting with uh, God and who's the guy? Is that Michelangelo? Is that Adam? I can't remember. But but God's finger comes within inches of the of the guy. I should know the guy's name, but it's almost as if God is reaching down from heaven to take the last step to pull him in. Accept today's idea, and you have passed all anxiety, all pits of hell, all blackness of depression, thoughts of sin, and devastation brought about by guilt. Accept today's idea, and you have released the world from all imprisonment by loosening the heavy chains that lock the door to freedom on it. You are saved, and your salvation thus becomes the gift you give the world because you have received. In no one instant is depression felt or pain experienced or loss perceived. In no one instant, sorrow can be set upon a throne and worshipped faithfully. In no one instant can anyone even die. And so each instant given unto God in passing with the next one given him already is a time of your release from sadness, pain, and even death itself. God holds your future as he holds your past and present. They are one to him, and so they should be one to you. Yet in this world, the temporal progression still seems real. So time still seems real, in other words. And so you are not asked to understand the lack of sequence really found in time. You are but asked to let the future go and place it in God's hands. And you will see by your experience that you have laid the past and present in his hands as well. Because the past will punish you no more and future dread will now be meaningless. Release the future, for the past is gone. And what is present, feed from its bequest of grief and misery, of pain and loss. I think I messed that one up. For the past is gone, and what is present, freed from its bequest of grief and misery, of pain and loss, becomes the instant in which time escapes the bondage of illusions, where it runs its pitiless, inevitable course. That is powerful. So I'm going to read that again. Release the future. For the past is gone, and what is present, freed from its bequest of grief and misery, of pain and loss, becomes the instant in which time escapes the bondage of illusions where it runs its pitiless, inevitable course. Then in each instant, which was slave to time, transformed into a holy instant, when the light that was kept hidden in God's Son, is freed to bless the world. Now is he free, and all his glory shines upon a world made free with him to share his holiness. If you can see the lesson for today as the deliverance it really is, you will not hesitate to give as much consistent effort as you can to make it be a part of you. As it becomes a thought that rules your mind, a habit in your problem-solving repertoire, a, quick, a way of quick reaction to temptation, you extend your learning to the world. And as you learn to see salvation in all things, so will the world perceive that it is saved. 
What worry can beset the one who gives his future to the loving hands of God? What can he suffer? What can cause him pain or bring experience of loss to him? What can he fear? And what can he regard except with love? For he who has escaped all fear of future pain has found his way to present peace and certainty of care the world can never threaten. He is sure that his perception may be faulty, but will never lack correction. He is free to choose again when he has been deceived to change his mind when he has made mistakes. So we're just we're just turning it all over, right? That when 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 you when you get into a recovery program, into a twelve step program, what you are very literally doing is placing the future in the hands of God. Right? And what happens when when you turn your will and your life over to the care of God, God truly does miraculous things. And so um we don't need to be perfect, so it says he is free to choose again when he has been deceived, to change his mind when he has made mistakes. So, you know, there'll be a moment maybe later today where you'll be all caught up in the future and how you think it should go and you forget to place it in the hands of God, and that's okay. You just as soon as you remember or realize that's going on, change your mind and and place it in God's hands. Now, the third step prayer of the 12 steps is... God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. So basically that what that prayer says is I'm, I'm placing the future in your hands. So I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. So basically, I'm giving you to I'm giving myself to you to do what you want with me. Right? And then it says, uh, take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love and thy way of life. So in other words, I'm going to turn my life over to you and then all this magical stuff's going to happen and then I'm going to tell everybody about it. Or every, not, I'm not even going to tell everybody about it. Everybody's going to see it. They're going to see the power of your love. It also says in that program that we never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. And that's, if you're really living with God, you don't need to preach at all. You just let God demonstrate what he can do through you. It kind of speaks for itself. God speaks for himself through you when you're surrendered, and you don't have to do it perfect. That's the beautiful thing. So, place then your future in the hands of God, for thus you call the memory of him to come again, replacing all your thoughts of sin and evil with the truth of love. Think you the world could fail to gain thereby, and every living creature not respond with healed perception? Who entrusts himself to God has also placed the world within the hands to which he has himself appealed for comfort and security. I'm going to read that again. Who entrusts himself to God has also placed the world within the hands to which he himself appealed for comfort and security. He lays aside the sick illusions of the world along with his and offers peace to both. Wow. 
Now are we saved indeed, for in God's hands we rest untroubled, sure that only good can come to us. Read that again. Now are we saved indeed, for in God's hands we rest untroubled, sure that only good can come to us. Sure that only good can come to us. If we forget, we will be gently reassured. If we accept an unforgiving thought, it will be soon replaced by love's reflection. And if we are tempted to attack, we will appeal to him who guards our rest to make the choice for us that leaves temptation far behind. No longer is the world our enemy, for we have chosen that we be its friend. So this is just a, this is a particularly beautiful, powerful, uh, divine gift that God has given us with this lesson, that Jesus has given us with this lesson, that the Holy Spirit speaks to us through uh, with this lesson, um, with and through this lesson. This is... This is all you need. I place the future in the hands of God. Now, does that mean that you just sit around on the couch eating ice cream and watching YouTube videos and arguing with people on social media? No, it does not mean that we're just going to lay around and place the future in the hands of God. There will be things for us to do. There will be inspired action for us to take. There will be uh, directions God gives us and those directions align with the path of surrender. So surrender is not really a passive thing. That would be kind of like giving up, would be like passive. Surrender is active. I've said this many times. So when I surrendered to the disease of alcoholism and drug addiction, when I surrendered, what that required was started out with 13 days in the fetal position in a detox center, publicly funded detox center, followed by 124, 112 days in rehab, inpatient, followed by sober living, followed by, I don't know, seven, 800 recovery gatherings in my first year. That's surrender. That is walking the path of surrender. So there was a lot for me to do personally in my path of surrender. Now it's a little more chill, but you know, my, I got a bump in my, I got, my business really increased in the last like two weeks, three weeks, and and each of the new clients that I got, I really vibe with them. I really resonate with them. I really care about them. We have these soul connections, these soul contracts, you might say, and so that's surrender. It's like, okay, God, yeah, I will work with every person you sent to me, and I will be grateful for it. Thank you for the increase in business, right? So you know, the fact that my business is doing well and that I'm about to read the uh, release a book, it, you know, th it's no coincidence that this, this course in miracle stuff has been taken by me personally more serious than it ever has before. And then, you know, there are, of course, as I've mentioned, things to do, but God is doing all kinds of amazing, miraculous, beautiful, wonderful things behind the scenes. So, Thanks again for listening. Love each and every one of you. And I'm going to load up the song. The song, this extra music, it's actually, the name of this song is, is called Summer. And it was written in on a winter day in, I want to say, 2014. So this song is, 2013, I think. So this song is 10 years old. I love to write instrumentals. I really enjoy instrumentals, so... It's the same song as I always play, but now you have the backstory. So thank you, and I will talk to you next time in the Course in Miracles podcast. Bye-bye.